I was just a little bit disappointed in you. I, expect, I, I expected did I stop more the from bleeding? you. I stopped I the bleeding. More from you, Doctor John. Ah, morning coffee. Let me take a sip of my morning coffee then. When do you ever start <sighs> like that? And welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John. John, John, John. There's too many Johns in this world. What a basic name that is. Though. It really is. What's like a basic girl name? I guess like... Brittany. Ashley. Katie. No, no shade to any of you Ashleys or Katies out there. Is I feel like Alex could be basic depending on what year you were born. Alex is definitely basic. It's yeah. a basic... Well, for a guy or a girl. I guess, I guess all both. names are basic. So what's going on, John? Let's just dive right in. Just get into it. Just get <laughs> into it. Milo is the feeling of being on top of each other right now. Not just you and me, the dogs, the the family, everything. We're I mean, so used to having our own space. We're only like a month and like two weeks into this. I think it's this. funny because like when we look at it from a bird's eye view, like back before wedding season started, we're like, oh, it's only like a few weeks. And then we were like, wait, we actually have back to back weddings. So it's going to be a few months. And we're like, we can handle it just being at my parents for the whole summer, fall, winter. Yeah, we did not plan this out right. <sighs> I mean, it shit is... happens though. You know, you got to do what you got to do. We should just rent somewhere though. Where can you find a cheap rental though? Like... I feel like rentals are kind of in the same category. They're crazy expensive as, now too. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Um, well, especially where we need to live. Like, it's not like I need anything nice, but we need to be close to like our weddings, and there's nothing that's cheaper. Yeah, but we're traveling so far anyway for our weddings. Like, we should just go upstate. Does anyone have a farm we could live on? Does anyone have a farm we could live on where, where I actually don't have to do the manual labor, though? I'll do the manual labor. Fine. You do the manual labor, and uh, I'll uh, not live there. <laughs> I'll just live by myself. I don't, don't want to live up there. My mom was talking about farm life the other day. I was like, Jen, I don't know if you can handle actually oh, like oh, no, no. working your, a your farm. Your mom said she's going to farm <laughs> the land. She doesn't need to live near any like, stores. You and dad and your achy backs, like, don't get me wrong, they're in great shape. But like, I'm like, this isn't when you start <laughs> to think about getting a farm in your what 60s. What is she going to like farm some corn? I'm confused. Well, I could see like gardening. Like, yes. Do you want to garden? But like what? You want to own goats and the amount cows of, the and amount of vegetables your mom goes through like she needs to have like a legit farming system that's true. for all those crops it, it would work for her probably so wait that's your low just being on top of one another yeah, yeah like it's just space it is it's just space i'm so used to like even having my like alone time by myself not even around you just like by myself we don't have that either <laughs> Everyone needs some alone time. Yeah. Everyone's bullshit that's like, oh, I don't have to like maybe we should go back to our episode about alone time or quality me, time. And me time. Yeah, me time. Right. We Which don't is, even get me time. That's What's what I'm saying, that? don't listen to our fucking advice because we it's advice <laughs> we, we need to, you know, take. take and we still can't do it. It's okay. It will be fine. Anyways, what's your low? My low is that speaking of space, uh with the bed like pushed up like near the wall, I have like a little bitty space to walk to like my side of the bed oh, and it was nighttime i'm just like tired getting ready for bed the other night and i sliced my toe on the floorboard radiator 
So I just like thought like I heard it and then I look behind me and there's just a trail of blood. And I mean, it doesn't help that you also had like four white claws. So your blood's thin. Uh, four just, white just, claws, I feel like wouldn't really thin it out. Side note, much. you didn't clean the blood off the white comforter. So it's just stained on the comforter. You know, the peroxide really gets it out. Remember that one time that you cut your finger and it got all over the bed? No. You like slice your finger open and we woke up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh. It was our brand new. Yes. It I was, was in like, our new house. Wait, we stained our new mattress with your bloody finger, but peroxide gets it out. Also, well, that was fresh blood, though. This is like dried out blood from two days. It might still work. Bleach. It's it's white. Bleach if anyone knows. Okay, that's true. I would say the shitty part about like a little cut like that, because I mean, it was it was pretty bloody, but like you never realize how important pieces of your body are until it's hurt. <laughs> like it's like when people get a paper cut and right? you're like, oh, wow, like my finger. I use my finger a lot. And well, we can ask LG that. She's all about paper cuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I slice my toe open and it's just annoying. It's annoying to walk around. I'm just constantly pouring peroxide in it because I feel like it's going to get infected from like walking. Dude, by the way, it's like midnight and Alex is giving me shit because I wrapped her toe wrong. I mean, you just were aggressive with it. You didn't wrap it. Like None of the as someone in the medical field, you hadn't, I feel like you had no idea what you were doing. I'm not a fucking EMT. Yeah, but d didn't you do things like that or no? I mean, I would clean blood up. I guess I, you're not a nurse. Yeah, the nurse would, because that's like liability. I mean, I gave people band-aids and stuff, but I'm not going to like be a surgeon. That's, I guess, part of my low as well. I was just a little bit disappointed in you. I, expect, it doesn't, I, I expected Did I stop the bleeding? You, I stopped I the bleeding. I more from you, Dr. John. Okay. Just take care of we it. We had, there was no hydrogen peroxide. I had to use like this hand wipe thing, and then I buddy taped her toes together because the band-aid wouldn't stay on so you know what it might be crude but it's effective <laughs> all right yeah it looked like the strong hand from oh my strong <laughs> hand child yeah. from scary movie yeah yeah my high is that we're going back to virginia for about a week and a half tonight we'll do a little escape yeah it'll be nice to enjoy i'm a little annoyed though because like, we home. have a wedding and then in new jersey we got a wedding we got to drive over the fucking gw do all this shit but then we have to come back to Long Island because we have Kobe. Get Kobe and then the next day drive back over the bridge well, again. Do you remember what happened the last time we left Kobe on Long Island without us, John? Yeah. we. <laughs> do you remember? It was like a month and a half later we saw him. Well, yes. <laughs> that. We're only gone for like a week. I'm talking about when he attempted murder oh, without us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kobe almost killed a cat. That's uh, right. Family, we'll keep it, we'll keep it broad, pet. though. Yeah. That's a that's a very touchy subject. Yeah. So uh, we have to take our child with us because he cannot be trusted alone. But it'll be nice. We get to we get to go in our nice Casper mattress. I don't know what it is about Casper. Uh, you know, what? I want this to be an ad, even though it's not. But like, I legit love the Casper mattress. We spent like eight hundred bucks on it at Costco. Costco's the best. It is. But like, my back is feels good in it like i wake up and i'm not like my back's not killing me good thing you only sleep on it two months out of the year <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fresh fresh mattress it will be nice just to like have more space and i just feel like we'll be able to like edit and breathe but i do think that we should set ourselves up there oh uh, you're saying like have a place there have a place yeah here. so we could like work from wherever we are as opposed to like bringing all of our gear with us we should double up on everything any of you you know southern brides that are brides to be that need a videographer we got you my high is uh it's like something so dumb but i feel like it's just like fun for me is I was scrolling TikTok the other day and it will show if like if you come across an account and they follow you, it will say like so-and-so follows you. I think it's like 
probably to prompt you to follow them back. It's like but, any social media account, Al. Well, no. When does, somebody does follows you, you see no, no, who no, follows no. and you it, could follow them or no, not. No, no, no. It didn't show me like right away, like when they followed me. It shows like if you come across on the for you page and their account comes up like one of their videos it will They don't say, notify you if you Well, they do, but like sometimes if you just get too many notifications, you don't notice. And so I don't have that problem. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so like I didn't notice when this person followed me, but I'm scrolling along on TikTok and then the bachelorette Katie Thurston comes up on my feed and it says Katie follows you and I lost it and I was like who is that <laughs> I was like she's a bachelorette and for any of you guys who follow us on TikTok we do bachelorette like skit Spoofs. videos yeah on our TikTok so I was just super excited and I don't know it was fun so I got really excited so I followed her back that is that is pretty cool that 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 she follows you I want to say though it doesn't it sound it sounds like like you're excited about that, right? Yeah, my reaction was very genuine. It would be like if any if any like person who you saw like on TV followed you. I don't know. Like it's it was, tough though. It's like you want to you want to talk about your achievements or something that cool that's happening to you in your life. But, but is that like an achievement? No. I think it's an achievement, yeah. But what I'm saying is I feel like anytime we say something that like is exciting happening in our lives, it almost sounds like do you think people think we're bragging about it? I feel like that is hard for anyone. Like if something good happens, you take a step back and you're like, is this something that like I want to share because I don't want to sound like I'm bragging? But I don't think that you shouldn't talk about like the things that are happening in your life. Like you should talk about your highs and your lows. And if anything, it helps you know like where other people are at for instance i feel like talking about salary is very taboo and so people generationally like our parents age didn't really talk about what they were making in the workplace like because it's not right to talk about salary but i feel like that's how wage gaps happen is like one person has the same job as someone else and because they don't know what the other person is making like it's easier for the employer to like create a wage gap or pay one person way less than the someone who's doing the same job. So I just feel like, you know, it's okay to talk about things that you might feel uncomfortable or like things that are going good in your life. There's just a way to do it. That's yeah. all. Yeah. But, but I, I hate the feeling of play small or like tiptoe around things because you don't want to offend other people. You know, if someone's going to be offended by your success, that's their own insecurity. Well, it also says like the type of person they are as well. Friends, family, anyone close to you, they need to be your biggest support system. And it's it's crazy sometimes that it's almost the opposite of that. What did what did you say that grandma said? No, that uh, your cousin said, Chris. He but goes, didn't he say grandma said it? Did he? I don't I know. I think so. Chris would Chris would take fucking credit, <laughs> but, but I'd take it for something. He, he goes, no, he's full of like one liners though, so this could be from. <laughs> I think him. he did. Yeah, he said like rising waters Raised float ships. ships or something like that. I'm destroying it. It's rising waters raised ships. I would assume that's what it is. Let me look it up. Okay, so I just Googled it so we, we didn't have to butcher it, but it's an association to like the, the economy. So like essentially if the economy is doing well, like everyone's doing well. Um, but it's saying that a rising tide lifts all boats. So, but I that was not how he said it to me, just so you know, Chris put his own little spin on it. But anyways, it just goes to show. Oh, that apparently that's JFK's quote. 
Oh, and this is what it says. This is what it's in relation to that everyone is made better off when any one of us is made better off. So a rising tide raises all boats. You know, I like that. Just lifting each other up. You should. But anyway, uh, so long story into life lesson of being supportive is Katie the Bachelorette follows me. What the? F- where the fuck did we go with this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. This turned we're into still like, like a whole... <laughs> we're still at our highs and lows. All right, let's yeah, we let's segued. move on. We'll yeah. move on into our topic today. What are we talking about? How to know you're ready for a career change? You changed your career a few times within your uh, young life. So, do you want to talk about it? Starting from college, you know, I I got a business administration degree because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And everyone's always like, that's a good stepping stone degree. So broad. No (laughs) one's going to hire me to manage anything. I'm fucking 21 years old. I'm not doing shit. I don't know anything. 2009, when I graduated, was the highest unemployment. Not using this as an excuse. Highest unemployment rate and like the most college graduates that came out of school. Fun fact, John, I'm almost positive. Almost positive that's true. So there wasn't really many employers hiring at that time, or at least like they weren't hiring me. I don't know. I got a job at like Wells Fargo. I lasted like three months there as like a telemarketer. My name wasn't even John when I called people. It was Dave because there was another John in the office. This is John from Wells Fargo Financial. Going off on there's too many Johns in the world. Exactly. <laughs> they literally were like, you can't use your name. <laughs> exactly. It was like a lot of trial and error. I did that. I then became a vocational counselor. Basically, I would get clients with a broad spectrum of disabilities and I would help them find jobs. And then you would help them transition, right? From like, yeah, or learn. Well, I helped them transition into like doing the job by themselves. So I kind of like fade out. And I did that for like a year and a half. And I kind of enjoyed it. I always liked helping people. And then I didn't know what I really wanted to do. And my mom was like, why don't you try therapy? Have you heard of occupational therapy? Which I don't even know where she heard of that. And I was like, why not? What else do I have going on? So I took, you know, prereqs to get back into college and ended up doing OT and you know I, I did that for like five years until we did the company but to talk about and we'll kind of go into this like signs knowing that you need a career change is like burnout you mm-hmm. know or not recognizing yourself well there's so many different things that you can recognize that you need a career change but like what are, what were them specifically for you because you didn't stay within the same field like I technically I guess like changed my career several times as well but always in the same field of videography like you've jumped from one type of category to another like right. what were some of those things that you were like oh I, I want to do this not that trying different things trying to figure out what you're actually passionate about or what you're good at, your strengths and your weaknesses. I mean, those are all ways to determine where you should go in life. I mean, when our grandparents and our parents were in the work world, it was you got your one job and you worked that throughout your basically entire life. And which is fine because they also got pensions. They could afford homes. <laughs> but like companies provided that security nowadays, like you can get cut like that. Mm-hmm. And so there's really no like job loyalty. Nothing is much. like guaranteed. Right? Exactly. So anyways, but for, like you said, the reason when I knew like career change or whatever, like when I was ready for us to start the company, I really recognized like, I think I saw a picture of myself on my first day. I took a, Goo took a photo of me like John on his first day at work. I have my little lunch pail, <laughs> my nice scrubs. I'm That's like waving cute. the camera happy. And like, I knew I didn't feel that way anymore. Like my soul kind of died a little bit. Mm-hmm. Again, I was in skilled nursing. That's a really rough setting, I think, to be in as far as you really just conform to what they want you to do. Where if you did outpatient or peds, I'm assuming you have a little more like creativity on how to get the person better. 
Well, not that you're a nurse, but I sometimes will come across nurse TikTok and I'll see those TikToks of like year one. And it's like the girls or the guys are like so excited to get to work. And it's like year two, like it just it just shows burnout through the years. And then like by year three, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like no one talked to me. I'm here to do my job. And I just think that that happens a lot, not just in healthcare, but in so many different careers. Yeah, it's just like the the higher ups or like how everything's structured in your job can really just kill your passion for why you decided to do it in the first place. Well, I always think it's a domino effect. Like if you don't have good leadership, it really does trickle down at one point or another into the workforce and like you see that. So if you guys don't have good leadership, that will ultimately take a toll on anyone below and like trickle down. Well, also, I think for healthcare, at least money is the driving factor for the structure of your job. Back in the day, I'm pretty sure therapy was about actually getting the people better. Oh, you're and saying now like, it's like because Medicare, right, Medicaid, their all that biggest stuff. goal is like, how can we make the most money? Exactly. Therapy sessions are shorter. You know, they're wanting you to double up or so triple up with patients. Right. It's crazy. It's like the quality of care has declined mm-hmm. so much. It well, was just sad. It was sad. Well, I was going to say, it's just, it's disappointing and it's just sad because when you have a why going into a career and like your reasons and your values, and then when you realize it's not really real anymore or that there's so, the system is broken, it ultimately breaks you and like you just lose motivation so let's just touch base a little bit on a, on a couple of them one thing i would say that um i dealt with specifically was that i wasn't motivated anymore because i wasn't challenged anymore in all the jobs that i've worked it's kind of mostly been in the video field except when i was a server in college and a little bit outside of college but since then i've always worked in video production but i noticed that there were were ceilings that i was hitting where i would like speak with my bosses and then there was no more room for growth essentially and i wanted more for myself which how would that motivate you you know if right. it's like i'm going to work harder for what outcome well i think i was just like well i want to make more money i want more responsibility and i feel like i was getting the responsibility but then it was only to a point where i was like i i just want more and when you want more for yourself and you feel like you can't get there you just you're going to burn out at your job because you're like, what am I working for then? Isn't it crazy that like the good employees are the ones that, with the bigger workloads without the. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. What's that? People like joke about that all the time, too. It's like you're getting penalized for being a good worker. Yeah, they're like, here's more work because you are doing so great. If you guys don't follow um, Rod on TikTok or Instagram, he does a ton of like workplace comedy. Also, if you're not being compensated fairly, like if you're that not- kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying, though, you wanted to well, get not- promoted or be go on to the next level, but there was nothing to progress you to. Not necessarily that, because even if there is room for growth and then you're just like not getting what you should be paid. And again, that's why I feel like you should have the conversation in the workplace to know what your peers are making, what other people at maybe other companies are making doing your job, because it's important to have that clarity. And I think also being like overworked or undervalued kind of goes hand in hand with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you're doing more than what you're getting paid for. And I do think at some point an indicator is if your salary is what you want it to be, but you're still not motivated. Like they can't pay you enough to be happy there. So pretty much you're just money driven or salary driven at that point. That's the only reason why you're at that job. Well, no, not that you're like money driven, but like that you're being compensated fairly, but like you're still miserable at your job. That's literally a reason. They pay you enough. Well, you're only there for the money pretty much. Like it's, they're paying you so well that you can't leave, but you actually hate your job. 
and you're like, well, I'll just, I'm, I'm getting all these from fun fact, John, from what's I called carefoundry.com. So I got a bunch of these from there. And this kind of goes with what you're saying. You're there only for the money, or maybe you start realizing like you're giving yourself a timeline. Like I'm only going to stay until my bonus comes in in like July, you mm -hmm. know? So your only motivator to be in that career is the money that you're receiving. Right. But when your salary doesn't outweigh your bad feelings, and that's when you know it's like they could pay me a million dollars and I'd still be miserable working here. You can also notice that you're only money driven if you're buying things to compensate for you hating your job. Like if it's money really, like I'm making this much money and to make you feel better to like offset you hating your job like, is buying um, yourself things. Buying this Ferrari to mask my feelings of hatred. Also, I think when you were, and we touched on this a little bit in our intro with our highs and lows, like when you find yourself being jealous of your friends being happy in their careers, because I think not that like my, I don't think my close friends are jealous. I think that they like, we all push each other to get the career that you deserve. Or one of my friends the other day was saying, uh, that instead of saying to everyone, have a good day, that you should tell people have the day that you deserve. <laughs> so I think that we just, we try to stick to that motto of just like being better, pushing yourselves towards more. So I've never felt like, you know, they have ever worked in careers that make them unhappy. And if they do, what are you going to do about it? Stop complaining, either apply for something new or fix like your mindset. Like what is going on that like you are unhappy in your career. But I think it's very noticeable when someone is not in a good place, not in a good place. Career. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, so I think that you recognizing that in yourself is number one. And if you see other people happy in your career and you're maybe daydreaming about like what would, what career would make you happy? I think that that's a good indicator that it's maybe time to go. If you can't be happy for your friends being happy in their career, you should be happy in your career. Well, if, even if you don't like, because I feel like a, a common question that's asked in the middle of a conversation, like in the beginning of a conversation when you're meeting someone new, it's like, oh, what do you do for a job? And like, you don't want to bring it up or talk about your job. Like you hate that job. That's a good indicator that you should change careers. Mm -hmm. Well, because at that point too, it's just, it's draining to you. And it's, it, it comes down to mental health, right? You know, like how, how much more can you take if you're just miserable at your somewhere that you have to go every day? Right. Right. I find this interesting. Listen to your body. Like if you get the Sunday scaries or you have anxiety. Oh, that's a good one. There, it was also saying like, if you're starting to get like muscle aches, migraine, headache, it's like your body's telling you something like your body knows what's about to happen. Like you're about to go back into work and it's like telling you like, no. Hmm. this is not the place for you. Right. Well, that's how I know that like, I still love what we do. It's because we could work like 15, 16 hour days. And I still feel like I, I'm still so energized. Well, that's something too. It's like, well, there's not enough time in the day for us. Right. When I was. Oh, that's a good point. Like when the days drag on, because you always said that you were like, the day takes forever. And I'm like, are you kidding me? The day goes by so quick. I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? It's been 20 minutes. I thought it was five hours. So, yeah, if you feel like the day is just dragging on and you're just staring at the clock. I think that also shows you like you're just bored. You could be bored. You're bored mm -hmm. in your job. You're not motivated to do anything. You're apathetic towards like growing as a person or in that career maybe you do have the opportunity to progress but you just like i'm not in this yeah i don't, I don't care mm -hmm. you don't want to share ideas that you may have to make things better and you know it just it makes me sad when i see people working in careers that are not fulfilling to them because i'm like you have one life to live like why would you want to waste all of your days and i think that some people get stuck in the mindset of like well i can't 
you know, I can't move on to a new career. And it's like, yes, you can. You can transition by freelancing. You can, I get that like there's benefits and stuff, but I feel like there's so much out there. If you just network and research and talk to your friends. We could transition into that, like the steps to what take, to, what to do next, yeah, right? So the right. first thing you need to do is like establish if it's the place, the job itself, or where you are in your life. Like, well, what, what is it that you hate about what's going on? Right, in your life like, in that is it moment? the commute that you hate? Is it the location that it's at? Is it the people that you work with? Is it your actual position? Like, what is it that you don't like? And what is it that you like? That way, if you make a pros and cons list, you could know the things that you want to keep in your next position and the things that like you are not going to tolerate anymore. And I think when I transitioned from working for people to starting my own company, I had a list of things that I knew that I wanted for myself. And so it made it easier for me to recognize what I wanted by seeing, by like comparing and just like basically writing out what my dream job would look like. So it did mention that too with the, when I was looking at this article, pretty much like your pros and cons list, like of the job that you're in. And then once you kind of get that down, like knowing like, all right, I need out of this job. It's say it is your career. Like I need out of this career. Like, so the next steps are like, it does that. Don't be drastic. Like quit your job if you don't have another job mm -hmm. lined up. But so now figure out what motivates you, what you like to do, your strengths and weaknesses, which are huge. Like if you're an introvert, maybe finding a career that you don't have to go into the office every day where you can refuel, you could be, get your work done at home away from people. Um, and I feel like that's more doable today than it has been any other day. Once you figure out what your strengths are and what you want to do, or it's your interest, but your skill set is not where it needs to be. Like, say you like working on the computer and you like video games or whatever, but you're going to have to learn how to code to get that, you know, that career, that job. So maybe take some courses on coding, make yourself more marketable towards those jobs that you want to have. And once you think of or decide on a career that you maybe want to lean towards, talk to someone who's in that field already and get their insight and say like, what is it that you actually do? Because I feel like sometimes you have a job title, but like that's not actually what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. So what do you mean? Like shadow them while they're working? Ask them questions and you know, like what is it that you do? I just like really make sure that's something you want to do. Because say you want to learn how to code, but you don't really know anything else besides that in a job, maybe find someone who's working in that career path and be like, well, it's not just coding. Well, like, you example, also have to do right, this other like, bullshit. People probably look at us and from the outside, they're like, oh my God, like you're wedding videographers. Like you only work two days, three days a week, like filming weddings. I'm like, no, we are editing all the time. So the majority of the job is answering emails. It's sitting behind a computer. Like it's not filming. And I feel like, you know, if you only want to be a cinematographer, that's a completely different career that you have to get into because there are people who are just videographers who are just cinematographers and they pass off their cards, but your career is your day to day is going to look she, a lot different. What than, she means by passing off her cards is you pull oh, out your memory card and, out of your yeah, camera and you give it to an editor. <laughs> I think by diving in and really learning about like what it is that you want to get into because nothing is what it seems on the outside, but also recognizing your values. I think really just honing in on what is important to you in life. I think for me personally is finding your motivator. Starting this company with you, my biggest motivator is I never know what's going to happen. It's exciting. When I, any other job I had, the nine to fives, whatever, which are fine, but like it was the same thing every day. 
you know. And I think that that can work for some people, but so for other people, if you right. want a yeah. little bit more excitement, it's funny that that you say that though, because I feel like you're such a planner. I think that's why we work well together. Like I do, I am a big planner, and you're the creative one, but you need that structure a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. It's recognizing why you want to make the transition into a new role again. Like we were saying, is it the people? Is it the salary? Maybe you just need more money. Maybe you need to communicate that. Are you moving? Is it the location? There's just so many different things. But I think it's recognizing what it is that you want in a new job and what you don't want in a new job. And I think you need to also, once you figure those things out, you need to have like a plan to action. I feel like you listen to What's that guy's podcast? Building a story brand. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. They changed it to uh, Business Made Simple. I feel like I've heard that in one of his things, like a plan to action, writing down a, a plan to action, a timeline, set your goals, you know? Right. Have it written down. Well, actionable goals, like little things that you could do. I'm not going to say like, I want to lose weight. Like you have to be specific. Like, okay, I want to lose overall 20 pounds, but how am I going to do that? What do I need to eat. And then I, so that means I need to be a person who goes to the gym once a day. When am I going? I'm going at 5am. You know, you have to like break them down into actionable goals in order to reach that. And so just say like, you do want to get into a new field, a creative field. How many people are you going to be reaching out to build your own brand? If you've been in a position for so long, maybe it's time to update your resume and create a LinkedIn and then connect with some people there. Also figure out how to hold yourself accountable doing those things. Mm -hmm. The only other thing I really had to bring up was say you're deciding to leave your job. Unless it's a job that's completely different, maybe it's something that kind of correlates with what you're doing in that field. Like don't burn your bridges, one. Don't burn your bridges with your employer or your fellow peers mm -hmm. because they might be able to help you with another job. Yes, yeah. Bounce ideas off of them. Maybe like they know someone in a different department, whatever. Um, just don't go to the extreme. Yeah. Like there's, if you're going to quit your job, you don't need to be flipping tables on your way out. And also fuck just fuck you, Bill. Yeah. Unless they deserve <laughs> I'm it. I'm taking the stapler. <laughs> yeah. So know your worth. Know that it's never too late to do something new. Network, talk to your friends and just identify like what is going to fulfill you because you guys have one life. So you might as well be happy in a job that you love. Anyways, moving on to our next section. Would, would you, you rather? rather? Okay, Alex, would you rather drink from the toilet every time you're thirsty or have to pee and poop in a litter box? Uh, like I can only drink from the toilet when I'm thirsty? Yes. Or pee and poop in a litter box? Yes. Is it like in public or like in a bathroom? I would obviously rather pee and poop in a litter. Like, did you just make that up on your own? No. Yeah, no. I would. Why would you want to drink from a toilet I mean, every it's time clean. you're thirsty? It's a clean toilet. I'll give it to you. Like no one's peeing. It's a brand new toilet with water in it. So like tap water essentially that I could just get from the sink pretty much but you have to stick your head in a toilet bowl to drink it can I like stick a cup in there and drink from no the cup? you have to stick your head in there and lap it out of the toilet like a dog and like so I can't am I drinking any other beverages in no. my life then no I'm gonna pee and poop in a litter box because it could be in front of people it's wherever the litter box is I like this is no this is the dumbest way to just respond I mean well, if it's in public, then no, like I'm not pee trying to pee and poop in public. But if I have like my own litter box at home, I'll happily just use that. I think I'd rather drink out of the toilet. Yeah, but like everywhere you go, then if you're thirsty, you're at a restaurant and you're like, I got to go drink from the toilet. But there's a vacant, clean toilet that no one's used with water in it. Well, I mean, if that's the case, that if there's a clean right, I'll toilet give you for a private, me. I'll give you both their private like rooms. <laughs> where the litter box is and where the toilet with the water is, wherever you go. 
I mean, then then drink from the toilet, I guess, if it's clean. <laughs> because, like, I don't want to have to deal with, like, cleaning up my own like, I poop. just want to see you be like, hold up. <laughs> I, this chicken's stuck in my but, like, throat. I'll let me go lap up some water. Everyone's at a restaurant just, like, enjoying water. And I'm like, I got to I gotta go. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Every time. I, what, this is so dumb. Yep, that. I don't know. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> Okay, my would you rather is from one of our listeners, and I feel like she sends one all the time. So thank you. Would you rather find a hundred dollar bill floating in a public toilet? So we're all about toilets this week. Oh wow! Or find a five dollar bill in your pocket. So public toilet is like you don't know. There's like black things around the rim. The yellow, like there's just like it's just like not. It's a dirty toilet. It's public. Hundred dollar bill or a five dollar bill in your pocket. A hundred dollar bill. Really. I'll pull it out with tweezers, let it dry, and then I will go buy a $100 lottery ticket from the gas station. Boom. I'm also going to hand it to the guy with gloves on. Who's just standing there with gloves? No, I'm saying like wherever the public bathrooms, I'm going to use tweezers, pull it out, let it dry wherever I am, go get some gloves out of my car. Because cause of COVID, they wouldn't think anything of it. Like, oh, he's wearing gloves because, you know, he doesn't want to touch anything. And then I'm going to hand the guy the $100 poopy bill for a $100 lottery ticket, and then I win $10 million. <laughs> okay, so you just Boom. planned your whole future. I'm probably going to have to say the $5. I'm just like, I'm fine with no just- No risk, no reward, Alex. I'm fine with just my $5 bill because there's nothing better than just like finding that in your pocket. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I would just like feel like, no, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't need that $100 that bad. I would maybe- tell someone hey i also want to go back to my question real quick i would definitely drink out of the toilet now that i'm thinking about it because <laughs> every time i drink water i'm always lapping it underneath the sink because i'm too lazy to get a cup so let's jump into this segment <gasps> give it to me straight where we answer all of your burning questions if you guys have any questions you would like to ask us you can email us at hello at give it to me straight podcast okay so question number one Hello, my question for you is, do you guys ever deal with anxiety? If so, how does your anxiety affect you? And if you guys have any advice on anxiety in a relationship, being the partner with anxiety and dealing with a partner with anxiety. I go through phases of bad anxiety and sometimes my partner just doesn't understand. I think it kind of goes with what I was saying earlier, like your body is telling you something. And the only time I could think of when I had anxiety, like when I actually noticed I had anxiety, was at the tail end of when I was working as a therapist in North Carolina, like right before I kind of met you. Remember when I told you this? I'm like, I started waking up like earlier and earlier to get to work earlier so I can leave earlier. But my anxiety was really the routine. I was in the same thing over and over again. And then I was like, is this it? Is this mm -hmm. my life? I knew I needed something new to happen in my life. You just like were anxious for change, but like- but it's still our, a type of anxiety. I was right, like, but oh, like- I would say, I don't think like you and I are super anxious people, but I do get in phases of like, I do have phases of anxiety. And I think like more this year, just because we are so busy and then like when deadlines are approaching or just like, you just feel the pressure of the world and you feel like you can't breathe. And there's just like so much to do and there's just so much like stress and pressure. Um, but I think that when that happens, we acknowledge that in one another and we just are like, we need to take a break. Like whether that means get outside, go work out, go grab happy hour. Like I think it's very easy to stay in a cycle and not address your anxiety. Um, 
definitely happy hour. Not, <laughs> like it really is happy hour. Like I could see us both unwind a little bit. You always get creative when you're doing happy hour with me. <laughs> well, I think it's just stepping away from the place that you're in. Well, you said it at uh, happy hour Mexican the other day. You were like, the reason it feels relaxing when we're doing happy hour is because it correlates with us. Like our body knows like we're we're on shut off mode. Right. From work. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Your brain knows you don't have to think about work anymore. Like it's okay to relax. So I think by stepping into a new environment, doing things that make things that you know are going to help you relax, whether that be like having a cup of coffee, which probably won't help. So maybe tea <laughs> or just decaffeinated tea. Yeah, de decaf tea, going on a walk. Um, but how would you, what advice would you give to for her? Yeah. Where, well, for a partner, I guess too. Like if I'm someone who's anxious and I need my partner to, you know, be there for me and support me when I'm having an anxiety attack. So I think she needs to realize what, what's causing those anxiety attacks. And then also does she know what helps her reduce anxiety right. in general? And then once she knows those things, I mean, he can't help you until you know what's affecting you mm -hmm. and how to overcome that. And then once she does, yeah, then obviously communication, communicate with your partner about yeah. what's going on and how he can help you with that. Right. I mean, it's kind of broad. I don't know if that's a stupid answer, but like really it comes on you first figuring out these things before you could talk to your partner about it. Well, right. And I mean, it does come down to communication because he or she is not going to be a mind reader of what you need in those moments. So I think once you recognize like what helps you, you could communicate that to them so that they can in turn help you. So instead of a question, we have an update for you guys. Hey, y'all. I said, <laughs> that, that was my accent. Hey, y'all. Wow. I sent y'all an email with the subject name, stay or go in April. After listening to your response, my boyfriend and I had a nice, long, long talk. I asked him to just please sit and actually listen to me, and he did. No distractions. Let me tell you, this helped so much. He let me know how sorry he was for the making me feel the way he did and explained that his intentions were not to cause that. He said that he was going to try to be different and to not let his pride get in the way. Since then, he has communicated more been more involved and shows me how much he wants this relationship. Before I used to have to work so much for it, but now it's definitely gotten better. We even take many road trips when the kids are with their other parents. We have so much fun. Thank you for your advice. It gave me a different perspective, which I needed. So that's great to hear. Thank you for your update. I'm so glad that like, you know, things are working out for you guys. <laughs> I'm so and it's glad all that we didn't, <laughs> didn't ruin anything and it was <laughs> yeah. actually worked out well i feel like you can't really ruin anything like when you communicate because it's either going to end like it's either it's going to go one way which is like your relationship ends but then it probably should have because you've communicated about it and like why or it's going to work and it's good because you now are have open communication with each other it's just all about communication i like that you said like we sat down no distractions around yeah. us like and you guys focus so that's that's a good takeaway like if you're about to have a serious conversation just the two of you quiet place where all the focus is on the conversation you're about to have. And for anyone who's new listening, this was a listener who wrote in and um, just expressed her stress about her relationship and how her and her boyfriend didn't really have great communication and that there was not a lot of romance, no sparks anymore. And so she was just feeling a little bit conflicted. So again, it just it's about communication, guys. Uh, should we just like name our podcast communication? Or keep them or kick them. <laughs> But anyway, that is all that we have for you guys today. If you like our podcast, give us a five-star review. 
I'm surprised you didn't say like, subscribe. Like and subscribe. If you guys want to find us on Instagram, you can follow us at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. You could email us at hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. And you could find our website at give it to me straight podcast.com. Okay. Bye. Bye.